0: You're listening to The Party Girl Podcast, episode 30. Now, in today's episode, I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, Jenna Laskow. She is an event planning producer that does a ton of big events and more of the back-end staging and production. So this is an interview we did. I really, really hope you enjoy it. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about how we met?
1: And then um, I think everyone would love to hear your background story on how you got started doing what you do. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm super stoked to be here and um, I've loved all your podcasts ever since. I feel like I'm in good company with your other interviewees. So thank okay. you. You're so sweet. My goodness. So, okay. How did we meet? I actually found you on Instagram because that's how people meet these days, right? Online. I love it. I love it. I found you through the Johnson Files. He's actually one of my good friends that I grew up with. And uh, when he posted about you, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get to know her. We, I just, we have a lot in common. And so I reached out to you for a new project that we're working on. That is so funny. So for those of you who don't know the Johnson
0: Files, they're like this comedian, husband and wife. It's mostly the husband and he does improv and they lived in Florida. They're actually moving to Utah now. But they came to Utah to do a show and they randomly reached out to me on Instagram to see if I would build their set, like decorate it. And so you must have seen that. That's so crazy. Yeah, that's how I found you. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit, like how, how did you explain what you do? Like there, I honestly was trying to introduce you and say, oh, she's this, but I'm like, okay, she's, she's going to have to do it because she's just a lot of amazing things. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about what you do.
1: So I guess the title that I use is that I'm an event producer. I'm an event producer. There's so many different types of events. You can be a party planner. You could be a wedding planner, right? Um, and I just say that I produce events. I do a lot of the the background stuff, all of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, and so a little bit about my backstory is I grew up on the stage. I grew up doing theater. I was a total theater geek in high school. I loved my my tribe there. And okay, so I
0: have to ask, like, I did Drama Club? Yes. I'm like, what was your favorite play that you were in? I was always an extra. I never, ever was a lead. Were you a lead? Were you one of those? I don't, I was one of those. Oh, oh. <laughs>
1: Okay. That was, that was such a knock down to you. Okay. You were elite good. Like, that means you actually my, could act. Like, look, I, my family, they're big volleyball players, and I tried playing volleyball forever and I was fine at it. But I, every time I was just like, I just want to be in a show. I just want to be doing, I want to be dancing and singing and acting. And so that was, that was my jam. I was really comfortable on stage. And yeah, I am. Um, my favorite show and to this day probably was still West Side Story. I oh, played that's a good Yeah, one. And, I
0: was say, I Were you Maria? Okay. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh. So you sing and you dance.
1: I mean, I'm a better singer than a dancer, but we I have a think. we have a triple threat here, you guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. So, my weak side is dancing. It probably still is, but uh, That's
0: okay. I'm I am really impressed already. Okay. So how did
1: you get into doing what you do now? Okay. So um after after I got my degree in uh, theater education in college, I started teaching high school uh, theater. And when I was teaching high school theater, I actually, my friend, Lindsay Hadley, reached out to me. Lindsay is somebody I had worked with all through college with a nonprofit organization that we um, we had worked on together. We were colleagues there. And she reached out to me when I was teaching and said, hey, this summer I'm producing this benefit concert called the Candlelight Serenade. And the Candlelight Serenade is going to be this uh, benefit concert to help raise awareness and uh, funds for in support of trafficking, sex trafficking victims or survivors. And uh, she said, hey, can you help me direct the show? Can you help me produce the show? And of course, I'm like, yes, this sounds like an awesome... Opportunity, but I literally like I never went to concerts. I don't know. I don't know how to do concert stuff. I didn't know what to run a okay, show. Okay, so this was like a
0: concert type of production, not like a theater production. Exactly.
1: So is is there a big difference? I don't know. Like I mean, yes, yeah. Okay, okay. There are so many similarities though. So, um, I mean, what I found out is that, like I said, I actually don't know. I didn't know what a backline was when she asked me to do it. I didn't know what a backline is. You know where how you set up all of your instruments in the back of a concert. Oh, see, right? I'm like learning something new every yes. day. Wow. Okay. So you're I like I can figure it out. Yeah. No, I I mean I had so much experience about um I had so much experience with putting on productions. I knew how to make it look beautiful on stage. I felt very confident about my ability to do that. And so everything that I produced, the run of show, you know, the script All of those details probably weren't industry standard, but they were how my mind worked. And my mind works very, uh, I'm very organized when I'm able to put things in place and um, put it on paper and I know what I need to do to be able to hand it over to somebody else for them to read it and say, okay, I know what needs to happen next, right? So I was really confident in my ability to be able to create something. And like I said, I was probably way off of what industry standard was for then but I I produced something really really effective so that so we- what were like the numbers like what was the pressure this is like your first big
0: time event yes like how many people came how many acts were there like Oh my
1: gosh. Okay. So I, I don't remember how many people were at the event, but we had two stages that I had to coordinate the difference between when one stage had music going. So it didn't, it was an outdoor, it was at um, Thanksgiving point in Utah. Oh yeah. I so saw it was that. outdoor. There were two stages. I had to coordinate when one um, band was performing and when the other band, like the other stage would just be doing talking. And I had to make sure that everything was working Consistently and coherently from beginning to end, and um, I was I was super proud of what we were able to produce at the end. I had to create, you know, help create the script for the messaging and make sure all of our sponsors were mentioned and make sure all of our speakers had their stage time. And um, it was it was such a huge learning curve, but it was such an awesome learning experience for me. And it was kind of after that experience that I was like, gosh, I teaching was difficult. And it didn't, it wasn't really where my passion was. And um, after this concert, I was was like, gosh, this is what sparks joy for me, right? Like, this is where I feel like my unique abilities fit. And I wanted to only do that. I wanted to reproduce that over and over and over again, because I was so happy producing it. I actually eventually, um, I stopped teaching and I started working with Lindsay and her consulting uh, agency ever since then. And so I've been in this space producing events and working on business development with different clients ever since. And that was like, I think, 11 years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. So I have to ask, like, it sounds like you and that, I mean, everybody has stories like this where they start with one path and for whatever reason they realize like, oh, I am not finding joy or fulfillment. And then they, you know, kind of bump along and try new things, um, and then find this new thing. And even though they don't have the experience, like I love hearing stories of people that are still able to make it in that industry, because it just goes to show that if you're willing to put in the hard work and be teachable and learn how to do things, that you can really be anything that you want. You know what I mean? Like you said that your education was in high school theater, like as a teacher
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. and
0: everything else was learned. And that's amazing. I'm sure that a lot of it carried over, but yeah, that's, it's such an incredible story. That's awesome. Oh, oh <laughs> you're so cool. You are so cool. Okay. That's so okay. I want
1: to hear. I to say something really quickly about that. I, and I think you actually mentioned this in one of your other podcasts, but I have to recognize the fact that I am in a, privileged position to be able to do that. Um, you know, as my husband has a job and, you know, I'm able to be able to pursue more of a passion career. And so, um, I think it's important to recognize that privilege because not everybody has that opportunity. However, I do believe that everybody can find work in an industry that they are happy in. Well, I, I'm a huge believer in being grateful for the opportunities that you
0: have. And I also know that so anyone who's in a position of privilege works really hard to get there. Like there's not very many people who are like, here you go, here's the stream job and you're not very good at it, but here you go. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people have to work really hard. So that's really nice to hear that you're so humble, but I know that you're a hard worker because I've just, even in the few months of meeting you, I've seen your work ethic and it's honestly very impressive. Oh, so I tip my hat to you. Okay. <laughs> so I know a lot of people are here because they're like, I want to hear some of the dirt, like tell us your cool events, tell us like celebrity stuff. And I personally would love to hear one of your best, like event planning war stories, something where you're like, I'm not going to make it out of this alive, but my name is on it. So I'm going to either make it work or die trying and everything's crumbling around you and you probably shouldn't have survived, but you did. And now you're stronger because of it. Do you have
1: something like that? <laughs> no <Yeah>. pressure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I mean, look, like in the event space i feel like every event is there's going to be a war story that's just the nature of being in events right yeah. some are a little more disastrous than others <laughs> may not do to anything that you're in control of but um yeah so i I've actually been worked, I've worked on events all over the world. I did one in Perth, Australia, which was very, very successful. I worked on um, one in Rome and our Vatican story. We had an event at the Vatican and that's probably my biggest war story and my team's biggest war story we have. So I was actually invited to come And stage managed this event at the Vatican. And uh, when I was brought in, we already had all of our A-list celebrities lined up. We already had a solid script ready to go. And I think it was like one week before the event, we all of a sudden, we got this call saying because of security threats, the venue is canceled. And (laughs) we're like, wait, what? Wait, I'm like... Oh, that's, wait, we had a week before? No. Yeah, it was like a week before we were supposed to fly out there. Oh, no, oh, no. um, We, I mean, we put together that there were terrorist threats The Vatican that maybe that was what they were referring to, but we didn't know for sure what the threats were. We just knew that they were shutting down our event. Um, We were able to pull enough strings that basically um, we were still able to produce the event, but they completely changed my venue. So that change or that basically changes. All of your lineup, your staging, your lighting—all of the stuff that you think you had planned beforehand and ready to go—it was complete. Well, even like logistics,
0: like is this going to fit in the space? Do they have? Do they have the amenities like power and to supply for all of the speakers and this? Like there's so much. Like even just doing my little dance parties, I'm like, no, like I have to know like months in advance, like what they have, because where are they
1: coming in? Where are they leaving? And,
0: and to know if you're, your equipment, people are even going to be able to make it work. Not to mention the marketing piece of like, you probably had marketed this event for how many months before did you sell Was it like a ticket sale thing or a free event? Um, no, it was an exclusive event, VIP only. So So you had
1: sold tickets and people were
0: coming. People were flying
1: People to Rome for this event. Oh, and my gosh. Our A-list celebrities just started dropping hey, out. Were you guys afraid, like, for your safety? Yes. Yeah, I'm like, why did you, was the part <laughs> of was like, should we just cancel? Like, I, I'm good. Yeah, okay. that's exactly my response. I, I called uh, I called some girls on my team, and I was like, so is this happening? Like, should I fly out there? Oh my gosh! I don't want to be bombed. Who made
0: that call? Who made the call that said, we're just going to do it anyway? Um,
1: do you know what? I don't actually, I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. okay. Think, but you guys were just like, let's just go for it. Like it was it just here. You're here. You're here so I'm like, just, okay. yeah, so much hard work could have gone into it already. Yeah, And, and you,
0: you know, like you lose a lot if you don't do your events because you have to yeah. refund and like
1: the our results- over yeah, the yeah. sponsors yeah. were invested, uh, you know, investors that were invested. And so, yeah. you know, so many people were invested in it that we were just we were able to do it. But um, I was talked off that ledge, you know, like it's, it's yeah. safe. It's going to be OK. It's all fine. You know, so uh, so we showed up. Um, I showed up and it well in the meantime, like we're getting word that celebrities are dropping right and so with every every change we have to change our scripts and uh, have to oh, fill and you probably
0: the- have advertised that these people were gonna be there
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: oh, so yeah. then how so many did family. you
1: lose I mean everybody except for <laughs> Danny Devito. Wait, one person? That's uh, sad. Well, Danny Devito and our musician um he's a violinist Tim Fain, brilliant brilliant okay. musician. Um but it, they were so good. And um, Danny Devito even said like, "Hey, I told you I was going to be here, so I'm going to be here." And he Oh sh- my gosh. Like, you know what's so funny seven, is right? a couple nights ago, I actually
0: watched Matilda with my daughter. She yeah. was like blown <laughs> away because she's like, what is this? She's six years old. I probably should have thought that through. But <laughs> I was like, Danny DeVito, like I kind of forgot about him. And he's in the new um, Dumbo movie. Yeah. yeah. Like he's awesome. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, Danny DeVito?
1: <laughs> no, like that kind of makes me like him a little bit more. I love people that have really oh, good stuff yeah. like that. Wow. I'm like, I will be your biggest fan. We are all... Oh we are your biggest fans now because his his character was so strong. Not that the other well, biggest characters planner, were justified you, for leaving, you yeah, know,
0: you rely so much on these people. Like you're literally not doing it alone. You're like the general contractor putting all the people and the pieces together. Right. And Oh my gosh.
1: So yeah, you probably shouldn't have come back from that. How did the event go? I mean, look, we, we were reworking our script. I show up, we were up till 5. AM redoing our run of show, redoing our everything. And, um, we finally find our, we get our venue. I have one hour to rehearse everybody, to get everybody in, to know where to go, know where their staging is, where they enter, where they exit, where they stay backstage. And, um, so we hustled to the Vatican. I show up and my AV team only speaks Italian. And I'm like, okay. Wait, how did you not figure that out before? No, no. Were you like corresponding through email or something? No, no. We were just told that we would have an AV team. Okay which that perfect. means audio visual, uh, right? I mean, thank you. Yes. Okay, audio visual guy. I show oh up man. With. So, oh my gosh. I'm like,
0: <laughs> I don't speak Italian. That's a big part of like, I need a light here. That's this color and this tone. And like, it needs to do this. <laughs> I mean, I, you would have thought, I
1: should have thought that through ahead of time. I didn't
0: even <laughs> think about that. I honestly, was just like, that's, that's not everything, crazy. anything that's ever had We're, to be on my radar. We are definitely conditioned in the United States. And like that's my mom's from Brazil. Stupid. And whenever I go to Brazil, I'm like, oh, yeah, everybody speaks English. And they totally don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm in their country. I should learn how to speak their language. Oh, man. Okay. So
1: you can't speak to your audiovisual people. Then what I find out is that he has a high school level French and I have a high school level French. So I legit. Turn of events. (laughs) <laughs> coordinated in French. I coordinated it entirely in my high school level French. I literally took three years of French. Hey, and
0: this is like Slumdog Millionaire. This is like one of those moments of like, <laughs> when was I ever going to use this? And then that one time at the Vatican when everyone canceled except for Daniel DeVito. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I to show up. Level French. Okay. It was, you know, he, the guy that I was working with was such a stud. He was so awesome because he was in it to like, produces ball well, right he was a professional i was a professional and yeah. we had to do what it needed to be done in order to produce what we you know our jobs are requiring of us so um so that was it was awesome to work with another professional that was in it you know with me yeah. to figure it out and figure out how to do it but anyway so i we figure out we get on our groove we're having rehearsals and they open house which is, you know, they open the event, they let people into the event one hour earlier than we had planned while we're in the middle of rehearsals, And so I'm like, okay, well, I guess rehearsals are done. And (laughs) let's find some music that we're going to be able to play for the next hour to keep our audience entertained. Um, So you know, so that was a thing we had to deal with. And I find out that our keynote speaker is not actually in the building anywhere and he's supposed to open it um and so that script that we had been working on till five in the morning like we essentially just had to throw it out the window because we had to redo our entire lineup because our keynote speakers weren't there oh my gosh so i was taking cues from my teammate who was um behind the scenes you know backstage saying okay so and so is ready Get ready for him. This is what we're doing now. Like now we're doing the musician. Now we're doing the presentations. Now we're doing this. So you know the script that you rely so heavily on as uh, you know a producer or a stage manager, I uh, was legitimately taking cues off of text messages oh from my my team members. So. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but we did it. We produced it. Oh, our uh, projector died uh, mid. Uh, mid uh presentation so. at a certain point, were you just like, Of course. Of course, yeah. this was gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't it? Oh, my um, gosh. So our projector died, they had to come and have somebody working on the projector while we were continuing our presentation. Um one of our sponsors asked if they could do like a Experiential presentation that we hadn't planned on, um, which was a really neat experience, uh, but it pushed us about an hour past the time that we were supposed to be done. And so, you know, people from the Vatican are coming and arguing with my AV guy about we have to close it down, we have to close it down. And my AV guy and I were like buddy buddies now, right? Trying to just like figure it out, and he's in it with me. And, uh, Anyway, so he's trying to like fight for us to be like, no, they're almost done. No, we're I'm speak. surprised you both, you both weren't like, oh, we only speak French.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Why some time? I don't know. Like, oh my gosh. I, you know, the thing that's so funny is when I hear other people's stories of, you know, events and when they didn't come together perfectly, which is super common. First of all, like if you're an aspiring event planner, it's going to happen. Like it's just part of it. It's part right. of the, the process of there's just too many things coming together. It's probably going to happen. And how you handle it in the moment to deliver for the people who are there. I would be curious to know, like, did you send out a survey after to the attendees? And like, what was the response? Did anybody even notice? I'm sure they noticed little things like the projector or whatever. But from the guest experience, if you are a professional and if you can still pull it off despite all the challenges, despite everything literally crumbling around you, it's amazing how people are so forgiving and they're just in the moment enjoying it. Yeah. And so
1: I is that what you had fo- like found as well? Absolutely. I mean, no, we didn't survey our audience, but it's like a, a duck on water, right? Like we're behind the scenes scrambling, like just literally scrambling to get this thing. And what they see is, is just the they ease. Yeah. They see the <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I, it was obvious that there were hiccups, you know, but the hiccups with the projector going down. They didn't know that we had to change the entire lineup. Like they didn't yeah, right.
0: like what they see is this little tiny piece and what's really going on behind the scenes is right this whole other thing. Yeah, that's so true. I but, mean, oh my gosh.
1: Good audio visual team stage manager. Like they're invisible. You're not supposed to know yeah. they're there, yeah. right? And, and and when you're at a
0: good show, you don't even realize that you're there. You just think like you almost think like the band put this together, like, well, they're so cool. But it's yeah. not. They show up and do the show and then they leave. Right. You know, that's how yeah. it goes. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So I want to know what advice do you have for an aspiring event planner? Somebody that's just getting started, who may be a fish out of water, who may just be going off of the desire to do something that maybe they don't feel qualified to do or certified to do, you know?
1: Well, I feel like so much about event production in, in my field, in my space is all about mastering relationships because for me i feel like my job is to take all of these pieces we have all of the speakers that are getting on board and are coming on and all of their You know, presentation, what they want to say. And then we have all of our sponsors, right? And we have all of our sponsors and their requirements and what we need to deliver to make our sponsors happy. We have all of the audio visual team that we need to work with. Like we have all of these elements. And as the person who is pulling all of those pieces together, you have to be able to master relationships. You have to be able to know how to communicate. And, you know, we have to be able to know how to talk to the client to the sponsor to the AV team across the board in a way that they know that you are going to protect what they need. Right. And I feel like that is something that I have learned across the board with all of the different, on all the different events that I've done. And um, I've worked really hard to be really aware of how I am presenting myself to all of the relationships that I'm working with. And so I would, I mean, I know that that's kind of a, a larger here's the advice. Be good at relationships. But
0: but. you nailed something on the head that's so important is a lot of people don't know how to do that. And then they don't realize that's such a huge piece. And if you ever want to do a repeat event, guess what's the easiest kind of customer, a repeat customer, right? Somebody who's already saying, I know you, you can deliver what you say you can. You're easy to work with. Like, yes, easy. Yes. Like repeat sponsors for me, repeat people for me are way easier than trying to develop a new relationship. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. I hope everybody's like writing this down. This is like gold. (laughs) This is really good.
1: Okay. I I I remember one time I, I literally was there with my team member who was there with a sponsor. I am finalizing my script. I am ready to print. Um, and she comes and says, Hey, could I add this thing?
0: And in my mind, I'm
1: thinking like adding this thing is not little, like that is not a little thing. It's bumping all of my timeline, all of my whatever, you know, but like, look, I know what sponsors need and I know what they need to deliver. So, I, yeah, I'm going to do what it takes to make it work. I'm going to fit it in there, you know? And and while that's more of a hassle on my end, the relationship is so much more valuable than the extra time it's going to take me to have to redo my entire script. Well, you've
0: probably, you strike me as the type of person that thinks ahead and does the little things too, like maybe has, you know, touching points in the middle, sends out thank you cards, is like really trying to stay in touch with these people. And then you're right, when they ask for something, you, it, it is a big deal. Like as an event planner, I know exactly what you mean, but to just accommodate and to say, yes, I can do that for you because you realize like what they're doing for you. Like they're, they're enabling the whole thing to be a possibility yeah. most of the time. And, and it so has to be mutually um, even if it's not in the entirety, being able to work with them and to say, yes, let's figure it out to make it work so that you're happy with it. Even if you probably, don't have the time or it's going to be more of a hassle, because those are the things that people remember. And then I bet like you've done multiple things with that particular sponsor, haven't you?
1: I mean, yeah, we, we go back to the same relationships regularly, Mm -hmm. you know, they're happy to work with us as we are happy to work with them. You know, it's very symbiotic, very mutually beneficial. That's so awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: one other thing I would say to aspiring event planners is, um, just the importance of being flexible, you know, like kind of like we touched on, um, to be professional and know that you, you have to have attention to the detail. You need to know all of those very, very finite details in event planning, but then you have to be able to be flexible with those details. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Oh my gosh. This has been so,
0: so valuable Thank you for being here. How can people connect with you and find you? What do you have coming up? Let's hear what's going on like next for you. Okay,
1: so I've got two big things coming up. One is for my amazing client that I'm working with. I'm um, doing their uh, conference in uh, 2020 in Kentucky, which I'm super excited for. Um, so I've been working on that. And then I'm also, I've built with uh, some of my friends, the OKS Moms, summer series platform, which I'm so proud of that. It's an online event where what we've done is we've created a space for moms all across the board to be able to come um, and have, uh, have accessibility to industry experts across the board in all areas pertaining to motherhood. So we have motherhood and mental health, We have um, finding confidence in motherhood. We have, you know, sleep. uh, How to um, work on sleep issues with your child. How to tame tantrums. So we tried to take all of these things that we struggle with as mothers and make it accessible to everybody to come and have access to these industry experts on the different topics.
0: I love it. That's so cool, and I'm excited because you asked me to
1: participate and to be on one of the panels. Excited for you to be one of our.
0: I'm excited to talk about. That working mom life and working from home mom life. Um, I'm still thinking about like all of the things I wanna say, but I'm really looking forward to it. And as I was digging into the website and seeing the other presenters, I'm really excited to learn from everybody else as well. It's gonna be a nice, like, really good lineup.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited about all of our experts we have on board. They've been so generous at, at sharing their expertise on this platform. And we really hope that it's accessible to moms because motherhood is a challenge, you know, and there's so many different stages and there's so many different things to research and study. And we're hoping that this summer series event is going to be able to, you know, give all of those tools to moms at their fingertips. I love it. How do
0: people find out more about it? Is there a link I can share or is there a website that they can go to?
1: Yes. So you can go to the okayest moms blog and I think it's okayestmoms.com actually. And then, um, and then you asked me where people can find me. It's just, uh, my website is www.jennalasko. It's with a G. So G-E-N-N-A-L-A-S-K-O, jennalasko.com. And then what's
0: your Instagram? That's like the big thing right now, right? (laughs) (laughs) That all the kids are doing.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I actually have my Instagram on private.
0: Oh, okay. So not Instagram is not the way to follow you. Okay. No, so you yes. have your website and we have okayus moms. Um, thank you so much for being here and sharing your knowledge and experiences with us. I, uh, yes, I feel like this is such a fun way to get to know people on a deeper level than even just collaborating on like a blog or, or things like that. So thank you so much.
1: Thank and, you for Having um, it. fun
0: yeah, it, it's a good time where I'm like, I'm going to have to connect with you and have you back after the okayest Moms. Does that sound good? Yes. <laughs> so so. I'm like, I want to know how that goes. Like all the behind the scenes. All right, Jenna, thanks again. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode.